listening to the Refinery Church Podcast. Each message comes from our Saturday night service in Brea, California. We pray these messages will build your faith and encourage you today. We got started with this just a couple of weeks ago, and we're specifically looking at the matter of the heart called honor. Everybody say honor. honor. <clears throat> now, we tend to think of honor um, the way Hollywood has portrayed honor. You know, it's when the hero saves the world and he or she is rewarded for that. Isn't that right? Kind of like this. Take a look at this clip. Rewards for sacrifice and heroism. You guys can go ahead and draw it down now. <laughs> Rewards for sacrifice and heroism. That's kind of, that's one facet of honor. I had to play a Star Wars. I'm a huge Star Wars fan. Any, any of the Star Wars folks in here? It was... It was the first, I was nine years old. It was the first walk-in movie I went to. And I rem- just hearing that, I don't even need to see anything, but I hear that, I get all, yeah. Because I remember that throne room scene being nine years old going, oh, that's so cool. I want to be like Luke Skywalker. I want to be like Han Solo, you know, or I want to try to make that sound of Chewbacca, whatever it is. Rewarding sacrifice of heroism, that's one facet of honor. But you know what honor is? It's so much more than just being rewarded for sacrifice. It really is a matter of the heart. It's a matter of the heart that in today's world we don't necessarily understand. If we ignore what true honor is, if we're not living honor in our life, it results in broken relationships, frustrated families, struggles at work, and a bad reputation. But if biblical honor, if biblical honor, not just Hollywood honor, but if biblical honor is a lifestyle and becomes a cultural norm in your life and in my life, you're gonna start to see things turn around. Your reputation will improve. And you'll have a strong reputation, which the Bible says is worth more than gold. Boss will take positive notice of you and you'll get your home life will get better. A more relatable understanding of honor uh, than, than just the, the rewarding kind of honor is, is something that I experienced when I was in college. When I was in college, I worked at Marie Callender's. Anybody been to Marie Callender's before? Like their pies? Come on, it's this time of year. Now's their time of year. Well, I actually worked at a Marie Callender's, which was one of their, um, I wouldn't say experimental, but it was one of their, their offshoots. They wanted to create some, some restaurants that were more high-end, and so I was working at this Marie Callender's, which was more of a, a nicer establishment, more than just the pie and, and sandwich place. It was about 20 years ago. And families would come for special nights out. And uh, one of the busiest nights of the year, which I think is still one of the busiest nights of the year in most restaurants, was Mother's Day. Because everybody wants, mothers don't want to cook and mothers want to be taken out and treated well, right? So I remember I was working this, this Mother's Day and I actually happened to have a large section of tables. And not only a, a lot of tables, but I had one of the big tables that sat like 15 to 20 people. And so uh, when I came time, uh, I, I did, I, oh, I actually my section was full and I got word that a large party of 16 people was coming in and they wanted to sit or the host wanted to sit them in my section. So I was looking around going, I'm really busy, but go ahead. Let's bring them on in. I'm ready for the money. Let's do this. And so they sat them down and I was doing my regular routine and I was rushing around and, and, and trying to make sure that everybody was served. 
When it came time to serve the large party, I was so busy that I, that I took the large serving tray. And we served everything on these large serving trays, right? Had this big serving tray and we'd put all the food out there. And I actually had a couple of other servers that would come with me because it was a large party. I come out. Now, normally what we do is we put out a stand and we set the tray down and then we serve the food. That, I wouldn't say it was policy that I'm aware of, but that's what we did. Well, I was in such a rush that I take this big tray and I come over and I decide I'm just going to serve from the tray. First mistake is I always said, yeah, yeah. I take one of the plates off and I go to set it down. And as I set it down, the tray starts to tip because of the weight. Physics, y'all. I set it down and I'm like, oh no. And I overcompensate. And it becomes a springboard. I literally launched the rest of the food because I'm like, oh, oh, oh. And the food, the rest of the food that was on the tray, I think one was a chicken pot pie. I think there was a plate of spaghetti or fettuccine in there. I don't remember. All I, all I remember is all slow motion, right? I see the food flying through the air. I wish I had a video like, oh. And I'm trying to grab midair. And I did. I grabbed some of it. You know, like, oh, no. And I grabbed some of it. It flew across and landed on two Two people, it didn't get the whole party, but it landed on two people. Unfortunately, one was the mom. And the other was the son who was taking the mom and everybody out to dinner. Oh my gosh, I was horrified. I was mortified. I was, I was more than embarrassed. I was... I was full, I was just, oh my gosh, this is terrible. I felt so bad. The whole table began to erupt in laughter, which at first I'm thinking, oh, is that a good thing? <laughs> the mom is like, oh my gosh. And the son just had this stern look on his face, totally silent. Just, it, it seemed like he was just seething. Of course, immediately we tried to get cleaned up and the people that were helping me immediately grabbed, you know, towels and things and started cleaning everything up. And everything was pretty well cleaned up except for their clothes uh, within just a couple of minutes. The mom actually was a good sport about it. Thankfully, she was so happy to be with her kids and her grandkids and everything. I think she was thinking this is going to be a great story to tell, you know, from years and years to come, which it probably still is. But the son, on the other hand, he was looking at me and watching me and he wasn't scowling, but he wasn't talking to me. And I was a little concerned. The manager went over to the son and talked to him for a couple of minutes and the manager actually comped their dinner. As you can imagine, that was a huge dinner for 15, 16 people. The manager comped the dinner. Thankfully, I had a really good reputation there at work, so the manager didn't write me up, which he could have written me up for that, but he didn't. But I was still a little concerned about the party. As they were getting ready to leave, the son called me aside, and I'm thinking, oh no, here we go. I just got to get ready for the tongue lashing that I'm going to get. He calls me aside, and the rest of the party's leaving, and he calls me aside, and instead of ripping me up one side and down the other, he said, hey, I know you're working hard and I could see all the tables that you were working. You're a busy guy. We don't have any problems here. Accidents happen. And I want you to know that the way you handled everything was so professional. He reaches into his pocket, pulls out a $100 bill and hands me a $100 bill as a tip. And he said, hey, have a good Mother's Day. Man, 
I was blown away. And I literally went from, I was feeling so full of shame and so full of embarrassment that when he gave me that $100 bill, the embarrassment was still a little there, but the shame was gone. I didn't feel so shame-filled any longer. And it's because honor has a way of changing what people are feeling about themselves. Honor can simply and more accurately be, de be defined as attributing value and showing preference. Attributing value. When he gave me that $100, he was telling me, hey, you made a mistake, but you're still valued. And I felt valued. Even though I, I had felt shame and embarrassment, I now felt valued. By attributing and honoring one another and treating them as valuable, we honor them and we can wash away shame simply by honoring people. This type of honor releases God's life and power of his love into their lives and into situations. That's why when we read through the Bible, there is so much talked about honoring one another. We saw last week that Jesus modeled a lifestyle of honor. If you weren't here with us, you can check out our podcasts. You can, he modeled a lifestyle of honor with everyone he interacted with. We also saw that there are wonderful benefits and rewards when we honor one another. So we've learned so far in the last few weeks what honor is, why we should honor, and why it's so important to be part of our lifestyle. Here's what I want to get into for the next few weeks moving forward. Who do we honor? Everybody say who. Who do we honor and how do we do it? Who and how do we honor? I want to get really practical. Really practical. I mean, it's so practical that there'll be a time I'll say, just simply opening the door for somebody is demonstrating honor. It's showing value to them. It's, it's more than just a Victorian uh, example of being a gentleman, but it's actually demonstrating love to one another. Let's start tonight by reading today's key verse together. Take a look up here on the screen. It's Romans chapter 13, verse 7. Let's all read this together. Ready? Begin. Give honor to whom honor is owed. Let's all say it together one more time. Give honor to whom honor is owed. So here's the question. Who do we honor? Who deserves honor? Who should get honor even though they don't deserve it? Is that something that we should be doing? Even if they're not honorable. Who is honored? I found, and this is what I'm going to talk about for the next few weeks, I found that there's kind of three groupings of people that we can look at and we're going to talk about how we honor these three different groups of people. Take a look at this graph. This graph actually helps us kind of see who we can honor. That top circle up there is, is what I kind of call the head. It's um, those that we honor who are authorities, overseers, employers, and supervisors. Those who are over us that we can honor them and how we can honor them and the rewards and the benefits that come. Then over there on the right side, those are the ones that are in our care. Those are the ones that, that serve us. And when I say serve us, I'm thinking like even myself as a waiter. You know, you go to a restaurant and you have a server who serves you. Well, there are people in our lives that serve us, that come alongside and, 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 and benefit our lives by serving us. There's those that are less fortunate than us. 
And there are those who are broken and hurting. That's over there in that right circle. And then over in the left circle, I think it's the left, no, it's in your left circle, now it's in the right circle, sorry. I was trying to face it over there. Now in the right circle, those are the ones that you love. Your family, your peers, your friends, and your coworkers. These three different groups of people can kind of be summed up, can sum up who we should honor and how we can honor them. If you, whoa, it just got dark. Did we, uh, hit, did we lose our lights for some reason here? We blew a fuse? That was weird. That's never happened before in here. <laughs> well, I've still got lights, so I'm going to keep going while they figure it out. <laughs> That's weird. Um, imagine a head and two hands. If you have a head and two hands, that, that's kind of how you can imagine this right here. Those that are above us and then those that we reach out to. The ones that we take a hold of, that we say, Lord, I love these people. And the other one is, how can I help these people? How can I be a blessing to these people? How can I offer an extent? Ah, there we go. That was weird again. Now all the lights are on. <laughs> there we go. Maybe the rain is just causing all sorts of weird things to go on, guys. Um, so imagine that, and that's how we can imagine and think about it. But there's one that's over all of this. And it actually starts with, take a look at this one. Everybody say it. God. It all starts with God. That's the one that is the obvious one, that there's the, there's the one that we need to honor first and foremost in our lives. Take a look at what it says in 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 17. It says, now to the king eternal, Take a look up on the screen. There it is. Now to the king, eternal, immortal, invisible, the only God, be all, everybody say all, all, all honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen. How much honor? All. all honor. All honor is where it should be given to God. It begins with him. He deserves all of our honor. And remember what our definition was, attributing value and showing preference. Isn't that right? Look what it says in Revelation 4.11. says, God, you are worthy, our Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things, and by your will they were created and have their being. God deserves it. We are here because of God, and he deserves it. There has never been, nor will there ever be, anyone in position of power or worldly influence who can claim such honor. God alone is the creator of the universe and the sustainer of all the heavens. And the Bible says in Acts chapter 17, verse 28, that it is in him that we live and move and have our being. He deserves our honor. And it starts with him. Before we can even consider honoring some person here on earth, we need to think about how are we honoring God. And re now remember, Honor comes with a promise. When we honor, there's a promise. Take a look at what it says here in 1 Samuel chapter 2, verse 30. I like to call this the honor principle scripture. 1 Samuel chapter 2, verse 30. Let's all read this together. Ready? Begin. Those who honor me, I will honor. And those who despise me shall be lightly esteemed. That's kind of a nice way to say, you won't be honored by God. But I love that first part. Those who honor me, I will honor. Do you hear that promise? That if we honor God, attribute value, show preference, he will honor 
you attribute value. Show preference. Honor is an essential key to receiving blessing from heaven. Those who honor God will be honored by the God of the universe. It's better than any kind of honor you could receive from a person. There's an example in the New Testament where we see this take place. And for the rest of the evening, I just want to kind of highlight this and then we'll wrap up our night. The Bible talks about this event in Mark chapter 14 and John chapter 12. A woman. We find out in, in Mark chapter 14, it says there was a woman. In John chapter 12, it says Mary. These two are parallel uh, chapters. And Mary is the one that we find out. She takes a jar of oil. Let's not put it up there yet. <laughs> Let's not get ahead of the game. She takes this jar of oil. Today, we might call it essential oil or whatever. And pours the whole thing on Jesus's head and his feet. Over in John chapter 12, it says that, uh, that she washed his feet with her hair. This case is an incredible act of honor. Now let me read it to you. Take a look. Bible says here, it says, while he was in Bethany, he being Jesus, he was reclining at the table in the home of Simon the leper. A woman came with an alabaster jar. Anybody know what alabaster is? Ever seen that? It's, it's like a shell that when you open it up, it's like it has rainbow colors. It's very pearlescent on the inside. Maybe you've seen alabaster. Well, they use it to make jewelry. And back then it was a jar. It held things. It was beautiful. It was this alabaster jar of very expensive perfume made of pure nard, which is like fat or oil. She, I know fat, fat doesn't sound good, but it was, it was an oil. She broke the jar and poured the perfume on his head. Some of those present were saying indignantly to one another, why this waste of this perfume? It could have been sold for more than a year's wages and the money could have been given to the poor. And they rebuked her harshly. Woman, what are you doing? You're wasting that perfume. Jesus responds, and I love this about Jesus. Remember, back in that day, time and age, Women were almost less than dogs and they were mistreated, they were abused and they were put aside. Their opinions were not valued. And so the, even these men in this circle were like, woman, you're wasting the money. And Jesus stands up for the woman. I love that. Jesus stands up for the woman and says, leave her alone. Why are you bothering her? She has done a beautiful thing to me. The poor you will always have with you and you can help them at any time you want, but you will not always have me. She did what she could. She poured perfume on my body beforehand to prepare me for my burial. Truly I say to you, wherever the gospel is preached throughout the world, what she has done will also be told in memory of her. Let me break this down. Let me unpack this a little bit here for you. Typically, contextualize this. Typically what would happen is this kind of ointment, this kind of oil, this kind of perfume would be reserved for special occasions. And this would have been a special occasion, having the rabbi there. But typically what the host would have done is gone around and allowed people to dab their finger in the perfume and put it on their body someplace. 
Because what that would do is it would actually perfume the whole party. And, you know, people didn't have great hygiene back then. They didn't have showers every single day. So it also helped to mask some of the more offensive smells. Because they didn't have Febreze back then, okay? (laughs) So a host would take this out and it would be a little simple dab for the guests. And the guests would feel honored. Oh, wow, they, they opened up their, you know, their special perfume and we get to, you know, we get to enjoy it. And it, was, it was wonderful and beautiful. But it was only a dab because this jar was worth one year's wages. That's how expensive this was. Consider that today. In California, the average annual salary, this is the average, so this, many people make more, many people make less. But the average salary in California is $50,000 a year. That's the average salary in California. So imagine one year's wages. About today, that'd be about $50,000 for this jar of perfumed oil. You can understand maybe why one of the, one of the disciples like, hey, hey, hey. We could have sold that and used that for the poor. I'm going to talk about that in just a second. What does she do? She breaks open the whole thing and pours the whole thing on Jesus' head. And then he does something. He predicts his death and his burial again. Some of the disciples missed that. But one theologian says that Mary's motivation may have been this. Mary's motivation may have been more in line with how kings were honored during coronations. Because in that day and age, when a king was coronated, when a king was installed as king, they would pour oil on his head during the installation so that he would be anointed. And it demonstrated his authority and his being set apart to rule. So what she was doing in her heart was she was acknowledging he is king. He is king of my life and he is king for all of those that are here tonight. She honored Jesus. She honored him. She acknowledged him and she offered this lavish offering to honor him. But you notice not everybody was happy. Verse four and five, some of those who were present were saying indignant things to one another. Why waste this perfume? And on the outside, that seems like a justifiable objection, right? That's a good Christian thing to say. Hey, hey, what about the poor? But they missed the bigger picture. They missed the bigger picture. Something was transpiring in this moment. They had an opportunity to honor God the God of the universe, come in flesh, Jesus Christ. And listen again to how Jesus, the master, rebukes those around. He says, leave her alone. Why are you bothering her? She has done a beautiful thing. The poor you will always have with you, and you can help them at any time, but you will not always have me. She did what she could. She poured perfume on my body beforehand to prepare for my burial. Truly, I tell you, now here it is, wherever the gospel is preached throughout the world, what she has done will also be told in memory of her. Wow. Wow. Jesus comes to the defense of this woman, first and foremost. He speaks up for her. That should, that should speak to you, that Jesus is speaking up for those who are less than. 
Thankfully, nowadays, we're not treating women in that fashion, praise God. But Jesus still comes to the aid of those who are being mistreated, those who are being underserved. And, and, and when he does this, he praises her. Many people did, this is what's amazing. Many people did great things in Jesus's time. Many people were doing great things, but none were honored to this degree by Jesus himself. Think about that. Many people who were doing great things, but this woman is now honored by, by Jesus Christ, the son of God. Jesus prophesied that her good and beautiful act of honor would be shared everywhere the gospel was spoken. And not only in their time period, but from generation to generation. Think about that. More valuable than gold. Tonight, October 13th, 2018, over 2,000 years since this event, we're talking about her. We're talking about her. A woman by the name of Mary and we're talking about her act, that is a reward from, that only comes from God. That over 2,000 years later, we're talking about this woman. We're esteeming her. Her desire was to honor Jesus, and the result was a reciprocation of honor from God. And what does God say? When you honor me, I'll honor you. She honored him, and in turn, he honors her. As if to say, from now on, everyone will know you because of your honor. Today, we still honor her. James, would you kind of come to the stage, bro? Over the next few weeks, we're going to get into the practicalities of honoring others. But it must first start with our personal honoring of God. Before we can demonstrate the love of God to others, we've got to look and say, God, I want to value you. I want to put you first. Jesus, you deserve our honor and praise. This woman knew it. She knew it. And she demonstrated it. And as a result, she was blessed and honored. How about you? How about you? As we close tonight, let me ask you, are you willing to honor God with your best? She gave her best. It was worth $50,000. And she honored the Lord with it. Are you willing to honor the Lord with your best? And you know what your best is? <laughs> it's your life. It's your heart. Because remember, this is heart matters. And this is a matter of the heart. Are you willing to honor God with your best? Thank you for listening. For more information, check out our website at wearerefinery.com, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Instagram at wearerefinery. God bless.